just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, there are a lot of reasons to leave the Wasatch Front. But over here, we are buckled in. And as we stare a new year in the face, Chandler Rosenberg and Ashley Finley join me to discuss all the reasons we are in it to win it. It's Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Let's get into this conversation. I'm excited because I think we all know that there are a lot of reasons to love Salt Lake, but there are probably an equal number of reasons to leave Salt Lake, like big existential threats, housing affordability, air quality, frightening laws. I want to start with you, Chandler Rosenberg. You are the co-founder of Save Our Great Salt Lake. And I think one of the most obvious crises right now is the crisis at the Great Salt Lake. When people ask you if they should stay, what do you tell them? I get that question a lot. Usually it's like, tell me when I need to leave or how much longer do I have? Just let me know, you know, when the dust gets bad enough that uh, I need to go. I I always tell people that I'm going to be here forever. I think, you know, every place has its crises. And of course, the Great Salt Lake crisis is a looming disaster. But I think there is a lot that we don't know about like the severity of the Dust Bowl. So when that's kind of people's main driver for wanting to leave this toxic Dust Bowl, um, which we certainly used to, you know, rally people. But um, at the end of the day, I think we're still kind of unpacking that science. Like how often is it uh, a toxic dust threat? You know, how serious is that compared to the inversion? And I think, I mean, air quality is like a really, really important marker for just like a healthy life. And I think it is something we should consider, you know, do we want to live in a place with bad air quality? But yeah, when people ask, like, should I leave or stay? I'm like, well, that's mm. like, how do you decide to be in a place? What are you looking for? And for me, there's still so much here in Salt Lake that it's not even a question. Yeah. Ashley Finley, you're a transplant like yeah. me. <laughs> and since moving to Salt Lake, I think you've really established yourself as a I'm going to say beloved community leader through co-founding Black Lives Matter SLC and the Black Birth Workers Collective. But I have to ask, like, are there moments when you want to pack it in? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what? Like Salt Lake was just like never the place that I thought that. I would like settle, right? Like when I first came here, I was like, listen, I'm broke. Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to stack my money. I'm going to be gone in a year, year and a half at the most. (laughs) It's been like 10 years (laughs) and I'm still here. And I think so much of it is because of the work that's here to be done, but also like the intentionality of community, right? Like because Mm. Salt Lake is what it is in this crazy red but beautiful state of Utah (laughs) you know even like last year as um, recent as last year I was 
really making plans to get up out of here and um, just, you know, I just received like the the messaging, like not yet, not yet. And so here I am. <laughs> what are the things that make you want to want to pack up? I'm a person who is, I guess, like really ignited by the idea of like changing the world. Right. And I really love work in mm. terms of like environmental justice, like liberation work, you know, I really love all of that. But it's just really exhausting in a place where it feels like you're always having to like build the tracks, right? You like, you don't just get to be the passenger on the the train. Like it almost seems like it's like there's the work Mm -hmm. that has to be done. It's like, it's just an uphill battle, you know? And then on top of the uphill battle of like all of our different causes and passions and the things that we want to bring to the table to make this a more livable state for everybody, then like our minor, you know, conveniences are taken away from us, like being able to buy liquor anywhere we want to buy it, things like that. And so it's always work. Right. And then even if you're a person who loves the environment, who loves nature, right? Like you're out in nature, that's where you find your solace, your peace, that's your sacred space. But then again, we are having these conversations, like if you're a conscious enough person, where like the kind of imminent danger of our environment is always on your mind. So it's like, you can't even go to the Great Salt Lake right. without thinking like, oh, but it's dying. You know, mm-hmm. it's exhausting. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes I want to go to somewhere that's lush yeah. and green and easy you know is there a place that's easy though do you think I think yeah I don't think that there's a place especially in this current like global um situation that we're in that is easy but I'm like at least I can breathe right like if I go somewhere like sometimes like at least there's that at least like my skin isn't incredibly dry at least I'm not freezing cold for like six months out of the year you know Yeah, I mean, that's the day to day, right? Like, I don't think that life is about like big sexy moments. It's like it's waking up and like your lower back being sore because your skin's so dry. Like, I'm just like, that is like what life is, right? I want to ask you, Chandler, because Salt Lake is your hometown. You're a lifelong Utah. But was there a moment when you realized that this really was home for you? Like when you like dug in and grounded down? Yeah, so I actually left like when I was growing up as a kid and a teenager. I grew up in the the LDS church and when I left the church, I kind of always knew I wanted to move away from Utah and I actually didn't think I was going to come back maybe ever. Um and then as soon as I went to Virginia for school and as soon as I got there, I was like, "Oh, wow, like Utah's really cool." Um uh, yeah, like one of the first things that struck me struck me on the East Coast was everyone was dressed exactly the mm-hmm. same, um you know, khakis like <laughs> this preppier culture and uh, people didn't really know a whole lot about Utah. So then it was kind of just this like dichotomy and uh, gave me this opportunity to uh, see Salt Lake from the outside and appreciate uh, a lot of things that we don't have other places. And then when I would come back um, and bring friends back with me, they were like, oh my gosh, this place is so cool. Um, So I think it was early on after leaving, I realized that I wanted to come back. And I always kind of knew, like similar to Ashley, I had this desire to change the world or, you know, help 
and I, I knew I wanted to study policy. Um, and with policy, it's kind of like you either decide to go to, you know, DC, work on federal level stuff, or uh, focus on mm. local policy. And that just always seemed more interesting and more fun to me because there's this like community element where um, the work you're doing is often alongside uh, your friends and a lot of other, you know, amazing people in your community. Um, you're in the places you love. You can really kind of get to know uh, people in places more that way, I think. Ashley, it, it seems like based on what you've said that you're still <laughs> a little bit like in the ring with Salt Lake. But did you have a this is home moment or a transitional <laughs> moment since you moved here 10 years ago? I don't know that I can define one specific moment. I think over time, I think there was maybe a moment when I just like kind of looked at my place here in Salt Lake and was like, oh, like um, the home that I'm looking for, the community or the villagehood that I'm looking for is right here, right? Like, and it's beautiful and it's vibrant and it's got a lot of heart. There's obviously like external things that don't make this place seem like a place that I would want to call home, right? But then there's so much more that is like, oh, girl, but you are home. Like you already are here. You're in denial, maybe. But this is home. I was just going to say, I want to piggyback on something you said a minute ago, Allie, about like the day to day. And like, yes, it's dry here. You need to put lotion on. The air can be bad. But on the other end of that, like, the day to day, like when I'm walking around Salt Lake City, like going to the coffee shop in the morning and you see somebody, you know, like there's so many just like touch points of community. I feel like throughout the day that no matter how stressed out I am or, you know, what's going on, you run into someone, you know, that's just like, hey, what's up? And like even that little conversation, um, kind of seeing a familiar face or whatever it is, like that's the sort of thing that makes me feel like, wow, OK, this is a community like this is home. Like mm -hmm. You go around town and people care about you. People know you. I think that's really important what you said, Chandler. And I guess in thinking about what you said, I can define a moment. And one of those moments was like when my mom got sick, the way that I felt so cared for, like with mommy being sick and eventually with her passing, it's such a deeply personal thing that like I can't even explain to other people, right? But it didn't matter. It was like I was still so seen and held in that whole journey in a way that I don't know that if I had been back in LA or back anywhere else really that I would have you know like community came to the door and was like mm -hmm. what do you need we got you like whatever it is we got you and I believed my community and they showed that to me and so I think especially in this last couple of years I think has been like that's what home feels like you know yeah. And I don't know if it's like what it is about Salt Lake, if there's something or if it's just the size of the city. But I've always just felt like, you know, there's enough here, like it's a, a buzzing mm -hmm. enough city. There's a lot going on, but you are able to create that community, I feel like, um, more easily than in bigger cities. The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court 
and this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you wanna learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. I think that this is maybe like a pathological fault of mine, but I love running into people. Like, I love I it. Think oh it my gosh, I live for the it. The best yeah. thing ever. <laughs> I live for it. Like, and that it. probably makes me like a social monster. Yeah. But like if I'm at the grocery store and I think I saw you, I will oh, not I will let it go. go up to I you. will yeah. come find you and be like, it's me, Ali Vallarta. So good to see you. What do you, oh, fruit? fruit? Oh, great. I used to just like go up to people and be like, hey, like you don't know me, but I know who you are. Like I saw you on Instagram and I know you're doing this cool stuff and so like I literally did that to Shireen Gorbani I saw her like out at Alibi one night a few years ago and I was just like you were doing such amazing stuff I just think of you as like SLC's Bernie Sanders like thank you I'm Chandler and like (laughs) that's a pattern like I did that with a lot of people yeah I do want to ask you both because I think it's interesting you both brought up that you always had this kind of I don't know this ember to change the world and (laughs) Of course, that's why I wanted you both to be in this conversation. But looking at this year ahead, what responsibility do we like regular schmegular folks have to make this place better? And what what advice would you have for people who want to dig in when that feeling comes to give to give up? I love this question. Can I go? I think that we have a lot of responsibility. I'm not going to like prescribe how much time somebody should give. Um, But one thing that like fires me so much about the Great Salt Lake and kind of the community that's come together to try and save the lake um, is that when it comes to like climate issues, this is our local kind of very tangible opportunity to get involved and do something. And I think it's more rewarding when we do something on a community scale, both because 
you can see like the efforts of your labor, you know, more easily and you're building community at the same time. So I think there's a lot of just like the feeling of being held and being known by your community and making friends. Like I have certainly found that through this Great Salt Lake work. And so my advice to people would be like, it's fun. Like you don't have to do something that feels stressful or uh, you know, like a burden or it's just like scary. It's like you can go and do something with your friends and, you know, have an impact. Yeah. Well, and you brought up, Ashley, that like the experience of, as you call it, building the tracks and forming those bonds, like it's weird because it's like it's so frustrating that we have to do it. But then it's also yeah. often where we find joy and joy. I think about this a mm-hmm. lot, like joy is a form of resistance. Mm-hmm. Like having fun is like the yeah. biggest F you out there. Totally. Um, so I want to ask you the same question, Ashley. Like, how do we dig in when we want to give up? Yeah, I think for me, what's helped me so much is like, I don't necessarily think of the issues, right? Like, I don't think of like the big overarching issue. I think of like the people, right? And I think if we can like switch to a people-centered mindset, then we have no choice, right? But to like hold accountability and personal responsibility. Because if I look at the people here, like even on this call, right, that I see as my family or I see as my community, there's nothing that I won't do to like make sure that like you're thriving, right? And I know that seems like a big thing to say, right? Like like one person isn't wholly responsible for another person, right? But if I think of you in that way, and if I hear that, hey, like I am really upset that the Great Salt Lake is dying and this is really important to me. And also not only is it important, it's scary, right? I'm very scared and frightened by this and by the future of myself and all of us. If I care about Chandler, then I have no choice but to listen. And so when I get tired and when I get frustrated and when I get ready to bow out, I think about it. It was like, yeah, that was Chandler's thing, but it's also my thing now, right? I'm invested because I'm invested in Chandler and Allie and all of the people um, that I see and I hear and I look at in the streets of Salt Lake. So that's kind of... I guess my personal praxis <laughs> and that's all I can offer, I guess. <laughs> it is more than enough. Thanks. So thank, <laughs> thank you. you. I love that idea of just kind of like leading with relationships mm-hmm. too. Like you don't always have to think about what it is you're going to do and I have to do this big thing. It's just like, let me get together either with people that are already involved or get together mm-hmm. with my friends and let's just talk about, you know, what's on our minds. Like, what are we worried about? What do we think we could um, do? You know, what kind of contribution do we want to make? All you have to do is just hear about it, right? And hear about it more. And then soon you'll look around and yeah. you'll be like, oh, so many people care about this thing. Like, we can do so much here. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like the community building is beautiful. Yeah beautiful there's nothing I love more than sitting in a room and imagining the like beautiful easeful thriving regenerative future for the collective yeah Ashley Finley Chandler Rosenberg thank you so much I'm so grateful to be invested with both of you <laughs> I'm like I feel so I'm gonna have a great day thank today you for having <laughs> thank me. you so much for having me it's so fun to talk to you guys 
A little more good news before we go. On Saturday, January 14th at noon, Save Our Great Salt Lake is hosting a rally at the Utah State Capitol. Both Chandler and Ashley will be there, so you should too. I put a link in the show notes so you can get it on your calendar. The rally should be a fun time because advocates for the lake are actually feeling pretty optimistic heading into the 2023 legislative session. The state of Utah recently denied U.S. Magnesium's request. They wanted to divert up to 100,000 gallons of water per minute from the lake. No thanks. And House Speaker Brad Wilson was recently quoted saying he agrees with activists that the lake should even have its own water right. Now that's a big deal because Speaker Wilson is one of the most powerful people in this state. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.